Hello, we do want to welcome you back to Bible Studies with Russ. Uh, with me today is my guest host, Brother Ethan Scholl. You maybe remember him from Cabin Talks. Uh, we were going to have JJ with us today, but he apparently feels like he has to work. Uh, and so that's, <laughs> that's understandable. Um, but uh, uh, we're going to be talking about kind of really a continuation of what we talked about last time. You remember last in our last uh, episode? It was a bonus study where we uh, shared a, a Bible class where dealing with uh, ways in which Satan attacks us. And today's uh, lessons I'm looking at uh, how does Satan's actions, or you might say his attacks uh, against the Christian, how does it affect us? Like, what are some results that, that come from that? Um, now, I'm just going to put this question out there. I'm going to totally put Ethan in the spot here. But when things are, put, how can I word this? When bad things, things happen what are some reactions that that can come out of that uh you know if if you are going through various uh, some type of, of of trial or hardship um or maybe even a temptation what are some things that can result from that oh boy there's um there's a lot of stuff that can result from that and, and i think there's a you can look at history to kind of see how people react to different things, and the Bible is full of examples of that. But um, you, you know, when when those things start to happen, uh, one of the first things that happens are questions start to arise. We we can begin to to question, you know, what kind of, of ground that we're standing on. We we can begin to question the the circumstances uh, that that go along with with what is happening. Um, you know, we live in a society where Blame is always sought out, um, whether it be right or wrong. Those are things that, that people start to look for in all of situations that we find ourselves in. So I think there's there's a whole range of emotions as well that can go in with it. And, and as a Christian, it's our job to be able to walk our way through those uh, emotions walk our way through those times of, of questions that could arise and and you know try to still find a, a clear vision of what is going on and how we stay as close to God as possible in those things yeah you know there's there's a lot of things that can crop up when bad things happen uh, you know in the last episode here and I kind of put Ethan on the spot by bringing him in mid study here um, Maybe that's when really my JJ popped out. But anyway, um, we talked about how Satan can attack us and when he attacks us and looking at some results that can come about from that. Uh, like you said, a lot of blame can come out, trying to blame uh, others. Maybe maybe if we're, if we're not careful, we really can kind of blame ourselves and that can go down a very dark tunnel. Or even worse, we start to blame uh, God as well for what is happening. And I have just a couple things here, and I'm not, I don't really expect us to get through all these, uh, really depending on how much, uh, you know, if I'm quiet and let Ethan talk, we might actually get through this. But one of the first things I think of is anxiety. Uh, you know, some translations tr uh, translate this worry. I think about Matthew 6, 25 through 34, which most of us are probably pretty, pretty familiar with, where Christ simply says in verse 25 of Matthew 6, he says, uh, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And what's interesting to me, and not to try to 
I have to be careful when I talk about this because sometimes I'll get sidetracked and we'll start talking about this section and only this. But Christ only references really the basic needs of, of any individual in verse 25. He doesn't go beyond the basic. Uh, and I think if we're not careful, sometimes that's kind of one of our faults. We start worrying about things that are not essential in this life. And what Christ mentions in verse 25 are all essential things. But at the same time, he tells us not to worry about it. Um, doesn't mean we are not to do things to to make sure we have those things provided for us, but we are we're not to worry about it, right? Not to allow to consume our every thought, and I think that's one of the results that come from uh, trials and hardships and various things which come upon us uh, is we worry about it. And for honest, there's a lot of things that we worry about that we actually can't change. You know, I always, always focus on, at least to me in this section, I always think about verse 27 when he says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to a stature? And I kind of paraphrase it this way. How can you change anything by worry? No, you can't. Uh, worry doesn't change anything, but prayer does. And so that's what I think of here in verses 25 through 30, uh, 34. And I'll let Ethan add anything he wants here, but um, worry doesn't do, do us any good. Good. And actually, I think it can result in a lot of other things, which we'll talk about here in a moment. Yeah. You know, as a, uh, a father of teenagers, um, there's a lot of conversations, especially uh, with a teenage daughter. Um, there's a lot of things. And, and I, it, I say daughter, but it could it, it doesn't really matter. But there's a lot of conversations that go on about worry and about wondering what happens next. Um, you know, like this week is finals week in, in school. For, for my kids. And there's some anxiousness. Um, there is some worry. There is anxiety over tests. And I guess the, the, the answer to that was, what did worrying do for you? Did it help you get a better grade? Did it change the outcome of it? Um, the prepared student it usually is the one that, that worries less. And, and so for us, kind of, you know, you alluded to a, a prayerful Christian um, that kind of can take the place of, of that worry, but also one that's well studied, one that has uh, their uh, mind set into the word of God to where uh, a well studied Christian as they're going through these things can, can take some of that worry and put it into their faith and into um, w- their, their knowledge of what it is that we've been promised. Uh, this passage promises so much to us, you know, of you're worried about this, you're anxious about this, but look, even even the the, the grass of the fields, which, you know, to you and I, you know, Russ, if, if I never had grass grow again, I'd be happy because I don't like mowing. But even God takes care of the grass in my yard. You know, it, it's beautiful. It's green. It's lush. Um, and if he's if he'll take care of that, why wouldn't he take care of me? I'm I as a person, and I'm not saying me as in Ethan, but I as as a person, we're his greatest creation. That's what this whole world was created for. That that grass, us, those birds, us. And so if he's going to take care of them, how much more is he going to take care of you and I in all situations that we come in into our life? Yeah, and and you brought up a good point there, and we talked about a little bit last night in class. Um, about uh, knowledge being uh, able to prepare you for things. I think uh, the more we know and understand who God is, 
the better will understand things when they come down come down the uh, you know come down the pipe so to speak. Uh, you know when difficult times come, we'll, we'll we'll remember. Well, God is God is in control, and so it's really easy to worry about this. But I need to pray about it instead. And that's really easy for us to sit here and say that. But when things get really tough, a loved one gets sick, uh, that's what we have to do. We have to stop and remind ourselves, what do I need to be doing right now? Um, and so it's definitely something that uh, can come as a result of of uh, various trials and hardships and, and stresses that uh, Satan can can bring upon us is anxiety and worry. And, and the next one I have here listed. Uh, hey, 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 Russ, b- before we move on, and I apologize, but. Um, you know, what really a verse that I thought of in this um, in Hebrews chapter four, verses 14 through 16, um, which really goes to, you know, your idea of prayer. But seeing that we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And and the reason this came into my mind is as we're talking about all of these things and the way that that Satan and, and what he can do to us can affect us, we Our mediator, our high priest, our go-between has lived on this earth and has felt emotions that you and I have felt and knows the feeling that we have. And we have someone that is that mediator that as we talk to God through him, he's he feels it. He knows it. We're not in this alone. And and. You know, you, we talk about on the earthly side of things, if I have a problem, you know, you have these support groups of people that are all going through kind of the same thing. and You can feel comfortable in those support groups. Well, Christ is our support group because he's gone through these things just like you and I have and has had these feelings and emotions. And yet he came through it without sinning in all of those things. So I, I love that verse and what we're talking about here, especially when you brought up prayer that we have that high priest that's had those same things happen to him as well. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Well, it's easy for us to say no one knows what it's like, but in reality, that is untrue. Uh, not only because Christ, our high priest, has experienced sufferings, but the Apostle Paul reminds us there, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when he tells us there's no temptation that we're taking such as common demand, which means there's people going through the same stuff you're going through right now. And so... You know, I was thinking about this a second ago. Um, one of Satan's biggest tools, I think, is that he wants us to feel alone. And I think with Job, you see that a lot. He wanted Job to become convinced that God was not there, uh, which is completely incorrect. I mean, when God responds towards in the book, it's obvious he's been there the entire time because uh, he's able to call out his friends and Job for their actions and for their inactions. Uh, and that's but, you know, one of his things was he wanted him to feel alone. And when we're going through difficult times today, uh, worry can can when we all see things change in our mind quick enough. Uh, we begin to think, well, <laughs> is God really listening? You know, I had a brother a couple of years ago. It's been a, more than that. But anyway, and I said to me, you know, I just feel like God isn't listening or, or you know, isn't responding to my prayer. And one of the first things I told him 
my mind, if I feel that way, I probably there's there could be a chance that there's sin in my life or I need to reconsider uh, what I'm praying about, what I'm praying for. Um, because we know sin does hinder our prayer, but we also know sometimes we pray. And as I think it's uh, Peter, James, somewhere in the New Testament tells us we, we pray and we ask amiss. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Uh, it's in there. I'll let you all look it up. But but uh, we don't get what we ask because we ask amiss. I mean, we pray for the wrong things. Uh, and so sometimes we have to be aware of that as well. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on to well, the next? Uh, the, the only other thing I would add is we already know that the devil's our adversary and he's like a lion. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. And a lion's hunting method is you find those animals that are weakest or alone because those are the best prey that you can ever find. And as his actions begin to affect us, that's what we seem to do is we, we withdraw and we find ourselves alone. And that's when we are at our weakest state for our adversary to come get us. Yes, definitely. And James 4.3 was I was thinking of a second ago. Uh, yeah, the weakest link is always the one that gets you know, yeah. impacted, the one that gets slaughtered. Um, you know, how does, how does you know these various things affect us? We talk about anxiety and worry. And one more I have on here is um, – Depression. I'm just going to pick one. I was going to go down the list, but I think about depression as something that can come as a result of difficult times. And I think about here, and I've had, I have several verses I was going to pull up, and I've, I've done a lesson on this years ago. Uh, it was a meeting or something, and I was talking about depression. And this is one of the verses I brought up was Psalm 42, 10 and 11. When he says, as, as if they're breaking my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? So he, he makes it sound like as if that his friends are saying all, the, all day long, which is what he says here, where is your God? And their comments, he says, are like it's like they're breaking his bones there in verse 10. That's how hurtful those those things are. And then he says in verse 11, and, and to me, this sounds like almost like he's reminding himself of some things. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And then he, then he says, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. And this reminds me a lot of Jeremiah 20 and, and verse 9, when he says, uh, he says there, then I said, I will not speak of him, nor, or, or, or I will not uh, speak anymore in his name, but his word was in my heart like a burning fire, like he thought for a second he wasn't going to do it. Then he says, you know what, I can't. I can't not speak. And that's kind of the idea we find here in verse 11. He's saying, you know, he's reminding himself, why am I disquieted? Why am I cast down? This is what I need to be doing. I need to put my hope in God. Keep my hope in God. I need to praise him. He is the help of my, of my countenance, uh, you know, and reminding himself of what he needs to be doing. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about a second ago, remembering who God is. Uh, depression, to me, and there's a lot of things that can really, really affect us, but depression is one of those things that can sneak in and affect us. If we're not careful, people don't realize what's going on uh, before it's too late. You know, it's it, we kind of fall into a pit and we allow ourselves to keep tumbling down. Um, but here in verse 11, he's reminding himself to hope in God, to praise him, saying, yet, you know, yet uh, for I shall yet praise him. Almost like they did, he will praise God again. Right now he's in a difficult situation, but he's going to praise God again. He's going to keep his hope in God. You know, he is the help of his countenance, or he must say the uh, help of his attitude, because that's what uh, God says to Cain back in Genesis. Uh, why your, uh, when you're angry, why is your countenance fall? I mean, his attitude, his, his, just his thinking. Uh and he reminds himself of what it, where his hope is. But depression is a very real problem. And I think many times our physical 
ailments and our physical problems can begin to move over to the mental side of things and depression can definitely come in, I think, a lot more quickly than people realize. So go ahead, Ethan. I'll be quiet now. Yeah, I mean, I do want to separate for a second. There, there are people that that struggle with depression, anxiety that that are um, that I want people to understand that if you if if I broke my leg, rash, you'd tell me to go see a doctor, right? And I do believe that our mental health should be viewed the exact same way. Um, there are wonderful people in the medical community that are here to help people as they go through um, some of the more mental ailments that we deal with. And, and I know people that I love very much that I've seen struggle through those things. And I'm so thankful that we have the medical science to to help those people as well. But but to, to kind of your point on, on this is you and I, we've been we've been um, created in a very wonderful way. And, and part of that is to, to have emotions um, and, and those emotions, they, they can range. If you if you listen to um, podcasts with JJ and I, you're going to hear some emotions of, of, of laughter, um, which we enjoy doing that that makes our day. Um, you know, there you're also going to hear some emotions that can range down into uh, sorrowfulness, um, um, sadness at times. And each day, you know, we come in contact or, or most of us come in contact with events that can take us through a wide range of emotions uh, from some of the highest highs at, at times to to what might be some of the lowest lows as well. And this this world at times can take you kind of for a roller coaster of a ride through those things. And the first thing we need to understand is those emotions have been created. So there's nothing wrong with having those emotions. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being extremely happy for events at times. And there's nothing wrong with also being extremely sad at times. I can think of events in my life where um, even though I I don't show a lot of emotion. The people that are very close to me have seen some very times where, yeah, I mean, there's a struggle there. What we have to understand in those things is kind of like what you said here with with the writer here in Psalms with David, as he's kind of reminding himself, wait a minute, why 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 do I need to be so upset or or ride these emotions so much when my hopes in God I I know that he is going to sustain me now his the sustaining that we get sometimes isn't always what we want uh, which goes back to maybe your point of, of the gentleman that talked to you about his his prayer life and how he didn't think it was being answered what we always want isn't always what we get I think we understand that is again by raising children. We give them what they need, sometimes not always what they want. But but we can can put our trust, our hope, our faith in God, and He can sustain us even in those times of the lowest lows that we go through. And and yeah, depression is real. And yeah, if we allow ourselves to um get so wrapped up into this world that that can really, I mean, think about us. If we really just begin to list all of the things that are going on right now in this world, um, 
one, it'd be a very long list, and two, it'd be very disheartening. It, it would be very scary. It, it's it, it's there's some great things, but the, man, there's a lot of things that are ooh, that is that's bad to think about, and. You can let yourself go down that rabbit hole, and you know there's times where we allow ourselves to be exposed to some of that, but we really need to be focused on this life that we're living for God. And you know we think right now it's scary. Russ, what about those first century Christians who were scattered abroad? They they had to leave their homes, everything that they knew, everything that they loved, and they were forced out because the thing that they were doing which is what you and I feel like we have the freedom of doing right now, which is being a Christian, they weren't allowed to do. Uh, they were thrown out. They were shoved out. They were pushed out. And and so, you know, yes, this, this world is crazy right now. It's It's been like that for a long, long time because of sin in this world and because you and I have those abilities to make a, a free choice on, on the life that we want to live. But – we can put our hope and our faith in God, and he can sustain us through those times as well. Yeah, and, and to your point, there's a lot of things that we can avoid. You know, there's a point, it's easy to get wrapped up in stuff and get swept up in it. And, and I still, you know, I'll watch the news and I'll follow certain things and certain individuals. Uh, but there was a time, I think it was last year, and I was just like, you know, I was looking at my social media feed. And I was like, you know what, this is exhausting. I went through it, I unfollowed everything. Uh, for probably about a month, and I came back and I refollowed two, maybe three things, and uh, even now I'm just like I don't want to look at half of it anyway. Um, but those are, to your point, those are sources of things that can really get us down if we worry too much about it. Um, you know, as Christians, we want to be aware, and I think we're probably going to be aware most of the time <laughs> of what's going on. Um, but we need to be aware so we can pray about it. But we don't want to have it always before our eyes, where it's going to just that's all you're thinking about. You know, I'll talk about certain things, bring up certain things, but I really, despite what social media looks like sometimes, I really try not to talk about 24 seven because it is discouraging. It does get depressing um, because like you said, sin has always been in the world. There's always been problems, uh, you know, going back to, you know, those, those individuals who, uh, during the Old Testament time period and all the stuff they went through, the time period of the apostles and Christ on the earth. Um, I mean, to your point, people were were dying. You had Saul, prior to his conversion, uh, before he became Paul, was literally hunting down Christians, uh, going door to door, getting government documents that gave him permission to take you to prison uh, and your family. I mean, that is nuts. Um, we see that in other parts of the, of the world. Uh, we don't yet see it here but we we do see some persecution here i think there's no doubt about that but it's not first century level persecution and, and so we we while there are things can cause us to be to be depressed there are a lot of things we could avoid that cause that um and so we can definitely turn off the television we can definitely unfollow things and get off offline which sounds weird for me because i do so much stuff online but i have to tell people all the time get off of it get away from it uh too much of anything can can really bring you down. So we have to be careful with that. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, unfortunately, some of it was heightened because, you know, during COVID, that's all we had. Uh, you know, everybody was on their computer. Everybody was on the phone. Everybody was on TV. But yeah, I, I mean, 
to your point, that's one of the best advice you could ever. If that's bothering you, stop. <laughs> it's you know, uh, if if it hurts to to do something, don't do it anymore. And and so we can as a as a Christian or just even as a, a human being, we can avoid situations that at times at times that that could cause these things. Um, so we we definitely should be aware of our surroundings. And I, I'll use a, an analogy that we talk about in sports um, with the kids is, you know, set yourself up for wins. And so you put yourself in position to do those things. And, and we as Christians should set ourselves up, put ourselves in those positions that we know that we can be successful in. And if if arguing over politics is something that really gets you ruffled and upset, don't. Because honestly, I don't know if anybody's ever won that argument. <laughs> I'm not sure it's winnable. Um, uh-uh. Now, there's discussing things and then, and, you know, I try not to discuss that as much as it may not seem that way on social media sometimes. But there's it really brings up a lot of harsh feelings. It doesn't yeah. matter what quote unquote side you're on, and it really doesn't do anyone any good. Um, you know, I, I try to stick to principles and things we need to be on on uh, encouraging and things we need to be avoiding. Um, <laughs> I do remember one time I was talking about uh, I can't remember what it was exactly. I was talking about just some basic Bible principle and how those against it are promoting evil and a lady pulled me aside later you shouldn't be talking about this person and i said i didn't even say their name <laughs> she said well we know who you're talking about and i just <laughs> you know what if that's the case and that should tell you something and yeah. so all principles can remind us of those truths and we should allow that to be our guidance in all things but anyway yeah. my sideline for that uh but there are a lot of things that can cause us to be depressed and to be worried and mm-hmm. there are a lot that we can avoid that will cure that as well and so that is our time together today i do think but Ethan for being here with me during his lunch hour, and so uh, I know that's a, uh, that's a sacrifice for anybody. It's going to be smart looking and say, "Oh, it's a sacrifice for him." It's for it is for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go back and have one of those little debbies you're telling me about now. That's all I'm going to think about now. I don't know what you're talking about. That was an <laughs> offline conversation. <laughs> you laughed during this podcast so there you go yeah <laughs> all right well we do thank you for being here with me today on bible studies with russ i appreciate brother ethan being here with me as well we hope to see you again next time